this this harkens back, I understand, to things we used to do in the early days of undercooked analysis. So what, like a year ago, internet time? What can I say? But um, man, can can we talk about? Maybe I'm the only person who cares about this, but again, this harkens back. Can we talk about Breath of the Wild for a second? Because that game is eating me alive, and I love it. I love every minute of it. We can't talk about it because I haven't played it yet. Okay, well, then let's not. Because <laughs> I, the best thing about it is discovering things, and I will refuse to spoil it for people. I just want to talk about how much fun I'm having, and um, that... I didn't expect to be this pulled into a, a game, especially a console game, recently. But um, God, it's so I, much fun. Uh, I want to I want to talk about the idiotic decision to put it on the Wii U so that the S- Switch is never successful. <laughs> the Switch has like like I went to a store with Chelsea to get the game because she doesn't have a Wii U, but I do, and so she's just going to use it to play the game. Um, but Man, there were literally three games on the shelf for the Nintendo Switch, and they were out of uh, they they had they were out of the Wii U version, and the Switches were just sitting there. And I'm just like, man, this is this was a terrible decision that has led yeah. to the, the the dooming of the Nintendo Switch. This is the most tepid, disastrous launch. You know what's funny the, was the, the Switches are fucking up. I'm guessing you're playing it on Wii U, aren't you? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I got the Wii U, like, only a few months ago. Like, maybe six, seven months ago? Mm. I got it for Mario Maker and Smash Bros. And, uh, inevitably, for uh, Breath of the Wild, because I knew it was coming out, so... Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of um, Legend of Zelda. I've only played the two N64 games. Mm-hmm. And I love those games, but... Well, I, I've never been able to get into other ones. Well, I think you might like this one just because it is, um, it the, the way they do everything mechanically is really cool. And I, without spoiling too much, I'm going to say like, if you have an intuition about something in the game and it's something you want to try, you can probably do it. And that's the thing I love so much about it, like the freedom of manipulating the world around you and approaching things from different angles and handling situations in an intuitive and like creative way is really high. I'm actually really impressed right. that they thought of all these um, things. Say I'm playing uh, Breath of the Wild. Okay. And I see a fish. Okay. Can I fuck that fish? Yeah. <laughs> it's a fish. <laughs> yes, Alan. <laughs> yes, you can fuck the fish. Do you want to Sweet. define how you want to fuck it? Uh, well, uh, probably face fucking it, right? I don't right. know how else you fuck fish. Here's how you do it: you can, you can slice it open, okay, and put your dick in the hole, and it'll wriggle till it dies. <laughs> I mean, I imagine you'd have to get creative, but you can basically strip uh, Link naked, put drop the fish on the ground in front of you, and crouch over it, and then go up and down, and up and down, and up and down. See, I want Could, penetration. You, you you can dress up Link as a trap in this, can't you? Yes, you can actually. Yeah, see, that's all I care about. That, that's why I'm interested in playing this game. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say too much about that either, because that's that's a potential spoiler. But yes, trap Link is an option. You, you saw the thing that I tweeted out, though. I didn't find that with the the uh, Breath of the Wild thing I found. Yes, I did. The. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let me find it because I want to read what it says. Oh God! While you're looking for it, I just want to say oh, Zelda, Zelda gets uh, ready to master something truly special in her wild ten out of ten ass. <laughs> the, those images of of uh, Zelda bent over are the goddamn best. <laughs> and this was um, something. And this is for for all the kids at home. This was something you tweeted. You retweeted recently. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, you do get you do get a camera function at one point during the game, and you can zoom in. The, this the, like by all accounts, this is the most lewd uh, Legend of Zelda there's ever been, oh, which is no, why I'm interested. And they're not even trying to hide that. They make uh, there's some there's some uh, there's some decent innuendo like jokes in there that I really dig. I feel like I'm I'm going to play this game and then have to go back and play. Twilight Princess and stuff, and then be disappointed that it's not as good as this game. Because this one looks really good. That is kind of how. That's kind of how I feel. Um, uh, I'm starting to feel anyway. like I'm worried. I'm gonna look back at my at my my other games and be like, mm. look out for uh, mine and DP's uh, tag team let's play, uh, Trap Link the Fish Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, believe it or not, everybody, we're all still sitting here in the foundation, um, plotting this out, like, you know, a few days later. (laughs) Plotting, Playing playing our, uh, our SCP, uh, 3001, uh, cursed Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Which is just your run-of-the-mill Nintendo Switch that is having all kinds of dysfunctions on it. (laughs) The, uh... The last, um, on the last episode, I was going to say, actually, what are the comparisons? On the last, on the last episode of Trap Link Fish Fucker. <laughs> One of the, I was going to say, it's the opposite. Weird, the, the weird thing about Breath of the Wild is on my end, all the Wii U stuff, with, all the Switch stuff was gone. And I'm like, shit. And I go, I'm like, do you guys have the Wii U copy? And they're like, yeah, we do. And I got it. So it was easy. Let, well, they were See, the reason the reason we haven't been caught in the SCP Foundation, though we've been here for days now, is uh, all of our ca- conversations are so casual. It's like that thing that thieves always say: like if you act like you belong, people will believe you. Oh, yeah, yeah, people just assume. I think people just assume we work here. <laughs> <laughs> now, the cafeteria food is actually surprisingly good. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to tell if people are up to being productive at scp so like maybe sitting around talking about traveling fish fucker is like <laughs> they're like people I don't see know, us doing I don't, that i, I like, don't know what scp that has to do with but it has it's, it's clearly a bizarre one people people see us sitting around a water cool cooler talking and i'm like oh they're testing scp number 1240 10 3000 We've been drinking. Yeah. We've been drinking from the uh, from the the one of the SCPs that looks like a water cooler, and it's sustaining us surprisingly enough. Yeah. Although I think I'm being sustained by the ten out of ten ass Zelda ass. There is yeah. a. Uh... No, I have that picture open now too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the part that says something truly special. Something truly <laughs> that really sells it. <laughs> It just it just makes me laugh that Gets is the game game spot logo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, um we we were in the midst so when we last we left, we were in the midst of a SCP that was 
shared with us. This is sort of an SCP roundup, and we were in the midst of one that was shared with us by Anto- Antonio. I'm going to try and say this right again. Antonio uh, Bauja? Bouja? Bijou? Boudoir. Okay, anyway. Um, but yeah, he pitched this one as another ambitious but still cool SCP, and so far. Yes, Alan? <laughs> Antonio Boudoir, or as his name translates, Anthony Bedroom. <laughs> 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 Anthony Bedroom, I, I love it. Antonio, you're welcome uh-huh. to use that one if you want. That that sounds like that sounds like a we'll put it on the most. Stone. That sounds like the name of a uh, Christian porn star that stars in like Christian porn. <laughs> just just like Anthony Bedroom. <laughs> he does lay down kisses with all the ladies, <laughs> but only his wife. Yes. All the ladies face. who are his wife. <laughs> so when, when his kids are at daycare. <laughs> so, so And not tonight, on Sundays. Oh, boy. So tonight, what we're going to do, now that the Foundation is not looking at us, now that we've blended in, apart, apart from that one guy, uh, that one guy who always sits around, one, you know, and wonders why, you know, no one else is here. You know, that one employee. That's a good SCP. I gotta find that number again. That was a good one. Um, that's not the one I'm gonna pitch to everybody today, but uh, we're gonna finish SCP-93, which is the, the uh, what was it again? The Red Sea Disc? Yeah. Yes. And uh, we're gonna, I'm going to throw my own SCP into the mix. But right now we're working our way through the different uh, field tests that were done passing through the mirror while, uh, SCP-93 exhibited a specific color. Um, Through the looking ass. 10 out of 10. Something truly special. Oh, God. That's so good. Mirror test to color green. Subject is D54493, female, 23 years of age, average physique, um... Subject's background shows instance of Grand Theft Auto and uh, second-degree murder of two children during escape with vehicle. Subject is cooperative in all steps of testing. Subject entered the provided mirror while holding SCP-093, which emitted a green color. Subject technicians observed the outside, uh, outside that mirror a true reflection until subject had completely passed into it, at which time... The view changed to a farming landscape, heavily tinged in green, similar to the first test. Video feed fo- the uh, video feed follows an attached media. Camera activates, flickers to view. Subject is looking over the same farmland reported by technicians. All greens through video feed are deeper, and green tinge overlays the normal colors of objects similar to the blue tinge in test one. No landmarks from test one are discernible as subject pans camera over area. Okay, so we're in the green dimension now. Yes. Present is a field, long abandoned, in the middle of which stands the remains of a scarecrow of unknown design. Fragments left are rotted and torn. Nothing grows in the tilled land. A farmhouse is visible to the right of the field, large, two stories. A basement shelter entrance is visible at one end, as well as a chicken tower. (laughs) (laughs) 
as well as a chicken housing facility. Um, one of our uh, one of our commenters actually pointed out that those are relatively common uh, large uh, chicken housing facilities, and they're not chicken coops. They're actually for the uh, like warehouses yeah. where they keep chickens. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that they were referring to that in that story though. In the showers. No. I think I think they were referring to a chicken coop, and they just didn't know the word chicken coop. <laughs> do you think? Do you guys I think, think so. that maybe the story might have actually been uh, written by? Um, uh, Tristan Ye. Yeah. Because he saw that humanoid figure <laughs> at the chicken house. Fireproof chicken facility. <laughs> if anyone wants to get that joke, you can go ahead and contribute to the Patreon. Speaking of which, yes. speaking of which, this is this part two of an ongoing pseudo patrons poison, aka also SCP roundup, which might become a regular thing because I'm really actually digging reading these SCP entries. Mm-hmm. And Sorry. keep in mind that if we reach over 300 monthly dollars in uh, the Patreon, we will do a reading of the forensic journals. So give us money. <laughs> anyway. I approve. Continuing on this part. Subject prepares her sidearm immediately and is asked by control to relax before proceeding, her heavy breathing dominating the audio feed. And arousing on-looking technicians. Uh, this this seems to be written kind of different than the previous entries. Mm-hmm. It, it almost so- sounds like it was written by Lovecraft. It's like... Uh, a field is present, long abandoned, in the middle of which stands the remains of a scarecrow of unknown design, of unknown Eldritch design. <laughs> it's, it's, it seems to have, like, have knowledge that it shouldn't have, because mm-hmm. it's just a video feed. Like, how do you know that nothing is growing in the field ever? How do you, how, what do you mean, like, unknown design? Of course it's unknown. You don't know where the scarecrow came from. That's obvious. It's, it's written bizarrely. It is. Is anyone else picking up on this? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of getting it too, but yeah. it's kind of refreshing in a way. Like, maybe it's because we we're coming back to this after a little break, but um, I'm, feeling, I'm, I'm feeling better about the story and, like, the sort of story we're going into in general because all the sort of heavy, um, heavy sort of setup is now percolated in my mind into a much more simple setup, and... Uh, so now that we're reading this, I kind of have we have sort of a sense of the cycle, and I, based on this these first couple, um, the fact that the um, the fact that the subject is reacting strongly, I think, actually gives us more of a a little bit more of a human element, and I kind of like that too. Uh, I'm enjoying the story a little more as well, but I think that's mostly thanks to Bird Dog Apple flavored whiskey. Um, Strong bow, hard apple ciders on this end. Not a sponsor, I'm just a fan. <laughs> Same here. I, I'm still straight edge. Yes, But you I are. can endorse Trap Link Chicken Fucker. <laughs> Subject takes a few minutes and announces that she's fine, then proceeds as directed to walk the perimeter of the farmhouse. Children's bicycles, two boys and a girl's, lay against the house near the shelter doors. How do you know one's a boy's and one's a girl's? Huh? Huh? Maybe the pink one's the boys. One of the doors to the shelter lays in the grass, torn from the entrance as evidenced by splintering wood. On the stairs lay clothes arranged in a descending order, 
shoes to shirt going down them, belonging to a boy. Subject begins screaming at Control, asking if this is some sort of sick joke. Control assures her that she has never seen this environment either. And to please calm down, Subject takes several minutes to regain herself before continuing. Uh, to regain herself before continuing? Okay, I guess that makes sense. Nah. It is unknown if SCP-093 is linking the subject's past with her landscape. There it that is. That is interesting. That, okay. There it is. I mean, I kind of got the impression that it, it it's reading people when it does what it does with the colors. But this is this is a new development that I find very interesting. So I like that in the, if, if the rest of the stories bear this out and the first one doesn't, I kind of like that the first test subject didn't reveal that all of the visuals were significant to them, you know? Well, this one, this yeah. one was more specific in the crime that occurred. Yeah. Like the first subject so if any, was... If anyone hasn't linked it yet, she killed the two kids and now she's seeing two dead kids clothing. Mm-hmm. Spelling that out in case anyone blanked out. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, after several minutes, after several minutes, subject agrees to continue. Communication to subject is muted, and conversation of control, making commentary about subject's jittery attitude, make up audio for one and a half minutes. Communication restored as subject reaches bottom of stairs. The cellar of the farmhouse is unremarkable and typical. Several wooden shelves line the far wall containing unidentified canned substances. Broken light fixtures sway gently with from support beams. Camera is panned across the basement slowly. No evidence of footprints are visible, and the basement can be assumed to have been abandoned for some time. Subject begins to comment about a stench. Oh, not a familiar element. As subject pans the area... Excuse me. A metal hatch is visible in the ground, similar to a bulkhead on a submarine with a turn handle. Mm. Subject remarks that the smell is at its worst around the hatch, and the dirt around the hatch is noted as being clumped and clay-like. The handle of the hatch is old, and the paint is chipped. Subject coerced into turning the handle, which, when fully turned, opens the hatch. Subject begins coughing at the release of assumed old stale air. When camera is tilted to view down the hatch, it is a white concrete tunnel similar to the one found in the blue experiment, but in much better condition. Subject asks to descend ladder and close hatch behind her. After some convincing, subject agrees to descend, but does not close the hatch. Overlooking concerned uh, concerns about severe severing the pulley return system in doing so are acknowledged. Descent down the ladder and trip to the farmhouse has consumed approximately uh, 53 millimeters uh, meters of cable <laughs> when bottom is reached. The inside of the hatch appears to be a bunker ill-suited to long-term usage. It is spacious, about half the size of the actual cellar itself, containing three bunks, one for a couple, and two for single use. No, uh, 53 millimeters would have been hilarious. Like, she's, like, <laughs> describing the things she sees, and they're on the other end like, we know, we can still see you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Several boxes of food, similar to those found during during blue marked as cereal, fill a waste container near the hatch bath bottom. On the beds are two skeletons, and on the floor is a third, lying next to which is a simple six-shooter revolver. Oh, up! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Damn! Uh, containing no ammunition. Three spent casings are across the floor near the gun. On the other side of this skeleton is a bound book in good condition. This is retrieved and placed in a field kit container upon request. The gun is left alone per request from control. This is... Ooh. Hmm. Guys, I'm, I'm feeling this. Guys, I'm feeling yeah. this one. I'm feeling... Uh, I got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. Here we come. Here we go. We got a rah, 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 rah. We got our money. Let's spend it up. Fill up my cup. Mazel tov. Hi. Mazel tov. Uh, me? Yes. Yep. Subject. Examines more of the bunker. Focusing on a desk where a newspaper has been cut and is in good condition. The clipped articles are recovered using a field kit container. Little else of interest to be brought back is in the bunker as the camera is panned around. Trash bags containing clothing, a few children's toys resembling popular 1950s era products are lined against the wall. Subject is requested to leave the bunker and then sharply asked to wait by control technician who directs the camera view to an area near the exiting doorway to the hatch. Closer inspection as subject moves to find that a small area has been fitted with what appears to be an Ethernet jack, the cover of which has been forced slightly away from the wall by a strange amber-like substance. Subject refuses to touch or collect a sample, uh, commentating that it stinks so bad that if they wanted it so bad to come and get it themselves, control declines. (laughs) <laughs> and subject leaves bunker. <laughs> it's like, nah, he, I got no interest in that. As subject grips ladder to leave, the camera pans up for a moment, and at the top of the tunnel, a humanoid figure is seen paring down. Control asks subject to confirm figure. Subject states nothing is up there and begins to climb. Figure draws out of camera view after first rung is touched by subject, who ascends without incident. At the top of the tunnel, no other life is seen. Nothing has been disturbed. Subject insists nothing was there and closes the hatch, then immediately vomits. Oh, nothing's up here. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Just I. Forensic F. Forensic. <laughs> um, subject coughs and uses a supplied water bottle to gargle, then freezes and asks if Control is hearing that. Control reports no audio. Happy, 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 he kills children. (laughs) Subject approaches cellar hatch cautiously with firearm drawn and lifts her head just enough so camera can view outside area. In the distance, approximately 700 meters from the farm, two massive humanoid beings are crawling across the landscape. The entities do not notice the subject who remains quiet, but whose drawn sidearm is visibly trembling. Uh, you gotta attack him, a la Shadow of the Colossus. This is, this is yeah. the boss fight. 
This is what the they're... knife you don't know about is for. <laughs> they're twin molded. Uh, no, they're 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 coming by, and they're they're giant shacks, and one has a giant basketball, and the other has a sleeve of Oreos, <laughs> and they are ready to dunk. <laughs> Choose wisely. Um. Subject request remains still and silent as beings move. They are featureless, facing at an angle moving across the field of vision, so the faces are only visible for a few moments. They seem ha- they seem to have massive dunking potential. <laughs> but at, at this distance, there's no way that they're going to be able to shoot the J and get a three-pointer. <laughs> During this time, it is very clear that they have no facial features. The arms they used to drag themselves are short at times and long at others, stretching out to varying lengths each time they move. There is no rear area to the beings. All but they're just minus an ass. Um, all, all bodily Mine designs. Ass. All, all bodily designs appear to be and end at the torso. The two creatures take approximately 10 minutes to disappear into the distance before the subject begins to panic and beg beg, to return. (laughs) Request declined. Subject instructed to enter the home of the seller and to not leave the home under any circumstances. The first floor is entered through a hatch in the ceiling slash floor that opens with with rusty creaks that cause subject to pause for 37 seconds. Before continuing upward and entering a kitchen. Go tell Aunt Rhody. A heavy layer of dust coats all items in the kitchen. The refrigerator is left open. All food is spoiled. Adjacent the kitchen is a living area that subject enters f- slowly. There is a recliner, a couch, and a television all of 1950s style design. In the recliner is a laptop whose case also resembles 1950s decor and is coated in heavy dust. Opening the laptop reveals the last moments of its operating system, Faithful OS, leaving a standby mode and immediately shutting off. Laptop has no external power source and will not power back on. When asked to recover laptop, it brings the cushion of the recliner with it, the two stuck together. Subject advised to leave laptop where it is. Oh, we don't want that couch cushion. Never mind. Faithful OS. That sounds bizarre. Yeah. That's interesting. Remember that. The inside door, leaving the home, is nailed shut with thick wood planks. No attempt made to interact with these. Camera view pans to a staircase leading upstairs. Subject ascends the stairs without being asked, and the stairs remain silent to control surprise. When subject reaches top of stairs, a hallway with two doors is viewed. One on each side, and at the end of the hall, a dumbwaiter is inlaid into the wall. Subject opens the door to the left on her own, which opens to the master bedroom. The bed is neatly made, but the wardrobe next to it is thrown open, and clothes are everywhere on the floor. Subject finds laid out on the bed several pieces of jewelry and is informed to leave them. Subject begins to protest, then uh, comments they stink and leaves them alone, promptly leaving the room. Subject is asked to open second door. <clears throat> Guys, I'm th- starting to think that maybe this doesn't have anything to do with her her uh, sordid past at all. I'm starting to get that, too. Unless it's an amalgam of weirdness or something. 
Mm-hmm. The second door opens and gives, like, it might have some relation, like the, maybe the universe forms itself out of scattered memories. I don't know. It's a reflection. It's like a mirror. It's a mirror, so it could be a reflection somehow. You know? Yeah. The second door you know, opens. In the, in the end, aren't we all the mirror? No. Okay. <laughs> you know, Black Mirror is a pretty good show. The second, it sure is. The second door opens to and gives a view of a shared children's bedroom. Obviously, boy and girl, given the types of toys and clothes scattered on the floor, um, sexist, <coughs> gender stereotypes. There is also a window <laughs> which subject approaches and wipes with a curtain to clear dust. <clears throat> subject requested to move camera to window and does so. The farmland is visible and approximately 40 kilometers from, from it, at best guess, a city. As the camera starts to draw back, it pans down and films the area around the house. Approximately 300 figures, similar to those from the footage captured during Blue Test, are visible around the home, all staring up. Subject asked to confirm figures, but states nothing is there. Subject requested to return as quickly, to return quickly, and agrees. Okay, so they're 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 technicians, and them are lining up. Not their experiences aren't lining up. Uh, even more because they're having like differences in sound controls hearing sounds that she doesn't hear mm-hmm. she's hearing sounds control doesn't hear mm-hmm. the figures are, are not consistent the farmland is visible from approximately approximately 40 kilomillimeters from the best guess a city oh god kilomillo <laughs> kilomillimeters kilomillimilla uh uh huh it's you, Alan. Oh, okay. Egress from the house is uneventful. Pulley system shows no erratic behavior. As subject returns to point of pulley wire's origin, a loud groaning noise causes the picture to reverberate. Technicians at control report they were also able to hear the noise and experience the vibration. <clears throat> subject returns through point of origin without investigation, and mirror returns to reflective surface. SCP-93 relinquished. Video ends. Returned newspaper fragments filed as redacted. Of course. Yeah. Uh, just just an assessment. Do we like this more than blue or less than blue? I like it more than blue, to be honest. This has that creepy adventure game kind of feel. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it screams to me of something like, um, did either of you guys play the uh, adventure game version of I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream? I Mm -hmm. sure did. Ah, Alan knows. Yeah, this this reminds me of that. I know about it. It's a good story. (laughs) And the game is actually pretty good, too. I don't know that it reminds me of that, but okay. I mean, just saying that, like, the sense of, like, these sort of worlds that are weird pseudo-reflections of what everybody's having to deal with? I suppose so. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm reaching here a little bit, but that's the impression I'm getting, so... Eh. Uh, but I think it's time to move on to Violet. Alright, Violet! Um, uh, trying to make a Willy Wonka joke, but I'm just going to abandon it. Uh, subject is D84930, male... 21 years of age, average physique. We're not dealing act- with we're not dealing with inflation uh, fetishes. Proto-inflation fetishes right now. Okay, so let's. No. <laughs> uh, 
subject uh, subject's background shows instances of second-degree murder of a police officer during a drug bust. Normally, this crime, while severe, would not qualify a person for a sentence that would end up with us. But the murder of the officer was unexpectedly brutal and excessive violence was used. Uh, the, they just use way too much violence to kill this person. Uh, the subject was uncooperative and had to be reminded that his cooperation would only benefit him. Subject entered the provided mirror while holding SCP-093, which emitted a violet color. Outside technicians observed that the mirror retained a true reflection until the subject had completely passed into it, at which time the view changed to a cityscape, urban, lightly tinged in purple, similar to the first test. Video feed follows is attached. Camera flickers to life and pans around the area. Subject is in what appears to be a modern downtown district similar to a city like New York. The streets are mostly bare, except for a few cars of unknown make or model. These cars look highly advanced and streamlined. Subject intends to look into the car windows without being instructed to, but backs away, remarking there is a rank-ass stank coming from the areas around most of them. It's one of my favorite rap songs. Rank-ass stank. Oh, what the fuck's the deal with that rank-ass stank? I'm, I'm not going to continue improvising this song, because it is not in me. That's fair. No, that, that sounds more like the hook to a dubstep song before the drop. It's like rank ass stank. Bump. Subject is persuaded to move closer to one car and does so with coughing, wiping off a window which is covered in dirt. The inside of the car appears to be completely filled with a strange brown matter. There is nothing at all visible other than the brown matter. Two other cars... <laughs> two other cars produce the same results. However, a fourth vehicle seems more recent than the others, and the insides are immaculate. Immaculate. The, sub- the, the doors to this vehicle also are unlocked, and subject quickly gets inside, then shuts the door. Subject is chastised for this behavior by control who reminds him his lifeline is nothing more than a cable, which is sturdy enough that closing the car door does not injure it, but they cannot recover a person in motion. (laughs) Well, I think our uh, test subject is trying to start a soup kitchen. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, The subject argues with control over, uh, over this issue and pans the camera across the dashboard, pointing out he couldn't drive away even if he tried. The dashboard is void uh, of any recognizable control, no ignition, no steering. It has several small blank screens that are theorized to be GPS systems. Subject remains in the car while control discusses how to proceed since the city landscape is far larger than any previous test destinations. Control debates this issue while subject stares around the cityscape from the car. During one pan, a face is clearly seen staring into the car eyes watching the subject. However, this was not noticed until post-test footage review. Subject made no comment regarding this entity at any point. Control shortly after informed subject to remain where he is, and an escort team is dispatched through the mirror to join him. Oh, this is this is a change. Yeah. <clears throat> a team of four armed personnel is sent through the mirror and proceeds to subject's location. 
Wait a minute, how are they all able to pass through with ninety-three? I thought subject the subject was in possession of ninety-three. I think while he's in there because remember they don't hand the gun into him until he's all the way in there. Oh, that's right. So while he's in there with the with ninety three, the door is just open. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. So, see, the, it's it's really unclear because my theory was that you go in and then as you go in, you drop ninety three on the other side and okay. just rest on the mirror. So I'm not sure. Hmm. Kind of unclear. Yeah, I think, like 90, it, I think ninety three just rests on the mirror, but. When it's While human someone's subject. in there, it's it, the door is open. Okay. Anyway, it's it's not that it's it's a thing that really needs uh, explained for this, but it seems like something that they should explain. <laughs> yep. A uh, team of four armed personnel sent through the mirror and proceeds to subject's location. Subject is then instructed to remove his harness, which is recovered. Why? <laughs> Because he's not uh, this cooperating? Sub- this subject's video feed then ends and is replaced by a wireless unit used by the escort team. Oh, did they just send him back or what? I guess? I don't know. That's weird. The video quality on this unit is subject to more interference, but in order to mark the mirror exit, a receiver system is placed through the mirror. Hmm. Subject leaves the car and is now uh, and now travels with the escort team. Given the myriad of possible options, they are instructed to simply move along the closest building and attempt to enter it. The building is etched glass. The build this building's has etched glass doors bearing the name E uh, X E A Research Partners Inc. and the doors are ajar. The magnetic lock system is present but has lost power. The team uh, team enters the building and main lobby. Now, here's an observation I've come to, is that remember when uh, the cereal boxes had squiggly lines, but the subject could read them? Mm-hmm. It said they said cereal? Mm-hmm. Um, now we're getting stuff that apparently we can read. So that's, mm. that's different. Is yeah. There, yeah. So I'm wondering... Hmm. This area resembles a stereotypical corporate lobby. There's a C-shaped receptionist desk and a chair pushed far away from it and as if it was left in a hurry. A PC terminal is at the desk as well. Team approaches the desk and the camera bearer is instructed to examine the PC. The unit does appear to have a power and Faithful OS appears on the screen requesting a login and password. A keyboard is present but is remarkably slim with touch-sensitive keys rather than press-down keys. After one failed attempt, the lock screen replies that maximum attempts have been exceeded and the PC turns off. No actual tower or power button can be located, so team moves forward. Well, there's Faithful OS again. Man, I'm glad we didn't run with Faithful OS. It's not the best OS. Locking out after, like, one attempt. If you get the uh, password wrong on Faithful OS, it just bricks your computer. <laughs> and sends the monsters. I love yeah. <laughs> Behind the receptionist desk are two elevator doors. One to the left and one to the right. With similar touch sense keys. The elevator on the left is broken, the door open, and the shaft empty. The elevator on the right appears functional and has power. Without a clear destination, the team is instructed to proceed to the highest floor to get a lay of the city. 
All floors appear to be accessible, with the highest being 114. In reality, 112, as 13 and 113, are missing from the keypad. So, th- this guy who's in there against this will is in there, and they're making a move through, and they have these um, trained operatives in there, and they have guns, and they're being forced to go through this. I mean, like, what are they? Some kind of suicide squad. <laughs> All my friends are heathens, take it slow. It's, it's, it's even like the part of the movie where they're going up through the towers. Oh my god. Through the tower building. Um, which so inspired eleva- which? Yeah. Good question. So the, so the elevator doesn't have 13 and 113. Um, so they believe in luck. Yep. Okay. Journey of the elevator is uneventful during this time, just like the movie Suicide Squad. Uh-huh. And the elevator does not appear to take any longer as it passes by 13 and then 113, suggesting that the entire floor was built and nothing put on it. At 114, the doors open and the team enters a large lounge area. There are many couches with dust on them, a wide screen apparently LCD TV approximately 60 plus inches in size dominates the wall in front of them with no power. A series of windows are open, allowing sunlight to the far end to which the team proceeds and angles the camera outside. The view of the city is astonishing. The building is one of the tallest, but visible, but certainly not alone in its stature. The city below is gray and silent, no evidence of life at this altitude. Some buildings in the city have a strange brown growth that appears to have been splashed against them, as if a gelatinous mass was flung and then seeped down before hardening. Other buildings have floors where the glass has been shattered and the same brown substance is seeping out of the edges. One member of the team calls the camera bearer to the windows on the other side. Mmm. Brown stuff apocalypse. Shit apocalypse. Poop apocalypse. Yep. Leave it. I'm gonna leave it to you. You know what? From this point forward, you will be the bearers of all poo jokes. Cool. I will, I've washed my hands of this. Hey! <laughs> From the other side of the building, the city edges can be seen. Attention is pointed toward an expressway that encircles the city, upon which crawls another of the large half-body humanoids dragging itself with its elastic arms, as witnessed in previous tests. It travels the highway, then moves out of sight. The team returns to the elevator and notes that a button has already been activated for floor 74. No one has approached the elevator, so the team agrees to travel to this floor. Because <laughs> it, being... like, it seems like that's where plot progression is. Hey guys, this is clearly an adventure game, and the game designers want us to go to this floor, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Here we yeah, go. You gotta, make sh- you gotta make sure that you explore the rest of the level. That way you get any hidden items. On the 74th floor, the doors open and reveal a waiting room to what appears to be a doctor's office. At the reception desk, there is a sign-in sheet with a series of names and dates. The dates on the sign-in sheet all carry the year 1953. A PC at the reception area is on and functioning at 
a user desktop. The background for the PC is a large set of praying hands and uh, with the word faithful OS under them on the desktop are a series of folders with years on them containing files that, when clicked using the center button of the mouse, opens to a word viewer, all files appearing to be appointment information. I am curious as to, one, uh, how many things they clicked on, and two, uh, the years that these folders are. Oh, yeah. Like what, what years are these folders? Yeah. Well, I guess Put in information that we presumably know, right? Yes. Or should know, rather. Well, I mean, I think we're going to get that information. I don't think we are reading ahead a little bit. Yeah, that's too bad. Because yep. mm, on the desk is a notepad title from the desk of Dr. Uh, Boraziski, Blessed pur- Purificationist. The door to the doctor's area is sketched with the same name and title as well as a crucifix. Opening this door leads to a white, dust-free hallway that has two examination rooms and a key-coded door at the end. The examination rooms are unremarkable and typical of any doctor's office. All medicine cabinets are empty. A small amount of C4 is placed at the lock to the key-coded door at the request of control and then blown, forcing the door open. The, I imagine this is the point where the the, um, the operatives look at the test subject and say, never send a boy to do a man's job. <laughs> the area it opens into is much larger than the reception area itself and seems to contain a series of large containment capsules. There are a total of six of these capsules. Two are broken, and a brownish-amber material. Okay, how many different colors of material are there now? (laughs) There's black, there's brown, brownish-amber. Blue, dabba-dee-dabba-dye. Coats the floor coming from them. Hmm. One is empty. The last three have nude humans floating in them with breathing masks. Attached to the front of these tubes are medical charts showing vital signs and conditions. For symptoms, the charts explain in somewhat awkward English ailments that seem more like flaws of personality or character, or just incidents that have occurred within the, with the patient. Hmm. Control asks for a zoom on one of the patient's pages on the charts. After focusing, it reads, Citizen Jennifer Mazurka, uh did suffer from a lapse of the heart that did lead her to lay with her neighbor twice upon nights of her husband's departure from their home. Patient did submit herself into the Lord's and our hands for cleansing of mind and body. Prayers administered by High Father Uwa Lachen and Patient submitted to a three-day period in the Lord's Tears for cleansing her system then released in good spirits. Wow. Whoa. We're start, are we starting to get a clearer picture of this universe that we're visiting? Because I think not, these... not really. <laughs> it's getting more no, 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 confusing. Well, at least, for, no, well, for me, though, I mean, like, each... I feel like each... Um, 
Because we had just the field with the hole in the ground that led to a bunker, right? Then we have... Yeah, and this, this is the first one without a bunker. That's true. We did see this city, presumably this city in the distance, in the farmhouse one. Yeah. I'm just making a connection. Um, if, if, uh, possible connection. If Uwa is a Uganda name... They 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 eat the poo poo. <clears throat> well, then ooh ah lockin ooh ah ooh ah lockin ooh ah ooh. I can't, I can't stop, stop this, this feeling. Eat the poo poo. <laughs> the topmost page reads: Citizen Alberius Farafan stuck out, uh, struck out at a high father during a sermon, blaspheming that the Lord's tears did turn his daughter. To be unright in mind and heart, thus laying blame for her whorish activities at the feet of the High Father and his blessing. With no proof of these blasphemous and forgiving for the, these blasphemies, the forgiving judge and the punishing judge did agree that Alberius Farafan should bathe in the Lord's tears himself for a week to be cleansed of mind and soul, thus to prove his daughter's ways are at fault are fault of not the father's hands, and to give his him peace of self. Okay. Okay. Um, so far, I think we can safely stow the thing about uh, this pe- being potentially related. Yeah. To who, what they did. Yeah. Yeah. I got no clue what this has to do with anything else because it didn't have a religious connotation until the faithful OS thing. Mm-hmm. And before that, it was like, yeah, I just the it's, artifact. It's, it's very directionless. The artifact itself did bring out guilt, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a very Christian thing. It also came yeah, from the true. Red Sea. I don't know if that's relevant. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, right. subject who has been traveling quietly with the escort team now begins to panic. The camera pans to focus on him, and he is surrounded by entities similar to those witnessed in the first two tests. Escort team reports in that, in that subject is having a panic attack, but control requests for them to stand still and wait. Subject screams at the entities, which are denied to exist by team commander, stating subject is alone in the corner. Control requests that one team member be dispatched to approach and recover the subject. How many entities are there? Normally they're pretty concise about the entities. Must be a fucking lot of them, then. Okay. Um, The escort team member approaches the subject as ordered. On the video, the figures part to make a pathway for the approaching member who lifts subject to his feet and brings him out of the corner. Figures on video are then seen closing ranks to close the path. Subject is lifted to his feet by an arm and escorted through the figures that close their ranks when the subject is moved. They remain steadfastly staring at the subject no matter where he moves to. Control requests the team to return now. Team turns to leave. Before leaving, a team member mentions something noticed at the reception desk. A binder labeled The Lord's Tears. Control requests binder be returned as well, and it is stowed into the subject's field kit. So are they just watching him like float around? Hmm. No, no. They they picked him up. 
Yeah. They picked. Okay, I got. Yeah. I got you. I got you. The team returns to the elevator and returns to the ground floor. Upon leaving the building, subject points down the street towards the uh, direction of entry point. The camera pans to the section of raised expressway across which one of the large torsos is crawling slowly. The entire uh, the entity turns its featureless head to look at the escort team, raises its head to the sky. It admits a bellowing sound. Team leader issues an order to move, heading for the spart, uh, spot marked by the wireless video receiver. The creature on the expressway extends an arm down the stretch uh, that stretches down to touch the ground before the camera moves to the port. All team members save one move through the entry point. Subject moves through the entry point and Mir returns to... Uh, reflective surface. So one person got left behind? Um, I guess he was, yeah. One of, the, well, one of the team members... Yeah, one of the team members didn't make it back. Okay. Um, no, 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 no. All team members save one move through entry point. And then subject moves through entry point. Okay, I yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Um. SCP-93 is dropped by the subject, who panics and tries to fight his way out of the room. Subject is terminated by Team Leader after he draws the field kit pistol. Team Leader requests Portal be reopened, but it takes several minutes to find someone who can hold SCP-93 and generate a similar color. When a matching color is displayed and applied to the mirror, the video receiver is visible, and all individuals report a horrific smell. Team Leader moves through the entryway with Control Person blank, or redacted. The uniform and possessions of the escort team leader uh, who was left behind are pre- present and, un- and recovered, but the member himself is nowhere to be seen and does not respond to shouts. Members assume KIA and wireless receiver recovered. Control and escort return through entry point and mirror returns to reflective surface. Hmm. Huh. So that guy did apparently uh not make it back okay <laughs> yep uh mr <laughs> this week on mr illiterate mr illiterate learns to read and everyone around him becomes illiterate <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ oh this is this is a long this is a long this is a long scp entry mm. yeah this is a long one. Oh my god mm. later Later review of the recovered camera shows escort member redacted, grasping at the air where entry point should be, and then turning to look up at the oversized torso. A brown gel, excuse me, seems to drip off the creature as it moves, as it moves, that disappears shortly after being dislodged, as if evaporating. Several shots are fired at the creature's face with the automatic weapon carried by redacted, that land in the face of the creature, causing a spray of less viscous brown liquid to pour forth from the wounds. Redacted screams obscenities as the face of the creature descends upon him and the camera is pushed to the ground. Camera feed remains dark for approximately 65 seconds before light comes back and the camera films the creature crawling back to the expressway and pulling itself onto it, then crawling in the direction it was originally headed. Redacted believes to have been absorbed by the creature and perhaps digested. This may have been an example of how these unknown entities feed by direct contact uh, 
with living material. Further study is recommended to be avoid uh, to be avoided on this issue. Return ledger filed as redacted. Yeah. Oh boy. I think that this one uh, is like I, I I figured the story wasn't going in a direction. I think this is where the story like jumped the shark beyond the point of no return. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't say I'm not enjoying reading it, but come on, dog. Uh, should I read the opening part of this one since... Oh, no, I guess this one's different than the other ones. Yellow is different in the way that it's written than the other ones. A little bit, yeah. It, start, it has a longer opening series. Actually, this is a little bit of a shorter entry, just based on what I'm scrolling down on. Yeah. And then there's only one test after that. Okay. Um, uh, the test after that looks pretty short, too. Yay! So, okay. Who's starting this one? I just read, so it's you. Okay. Uh... Test four, color yellow. D-class subjects no longer authorized for testing. Testing focus has been shifted to data collection after analyzing the articles brought back from the previous three tests to better understand the fate of the world accessed by SCP-93 and the determinative safeguards or practices are required for our own world. Analysis of the brown fluid on the clothing of the lost escort team member redacted has been filed with other recovered articles. Dr. Redacted. Of the clan redacted. Domo, Domo Eric acted, Dr. Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> is the stupidest thing I've ever said. Congratulations. It's up there. It's Congratulations. <laughs> Dr. Redacted has volunteered for this test as out of the possible candidates. He was able to cause SCP-93 to undergo a new color change. There is no evidence in Dr. Redacted's background of any illegal or criminal behavior, nor of any psychological problems. When presented to the mirror, the view changed to that of a cubicle office environment. For this test, Dr. Redacted opted to use the wireless video system and forego the pulley system, uh, return system, stating that he was confident that he would be safe as none of the torso creatures have been witnessed within a building where the mirror's destination show. Oh, uh, so this is so this is Doctor Gets Killed. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, video feed commences after Doctor Gets Killed crosses the mirror. As with prior tests, SCP-093's current caller Yellow tinges all video material. Camera flickers to life and pans across a series of plain white cubicle constructs. Approximately thirty are visible. At the far end from the point of entry is an office module built into the wall with the frosted glass walls on the glass door. Dr. Getskilled approaches the door and investigates the etched writing on it. Senior Manager, Stanley Millimits. The door is unlocked. <clears throat> Dr. Getskilled enters the office and examines the desk. <laughs> Even if he doesn't die, this is his name. Yep. <laughs> A coffee cup is on the desk, a dark brown stain covering half of the inside as the liquid evaporated. There is a donut on a plate, which Dr. Getskilled picks up and lobs at a wall. 
On impact, it thumps like a rock and falls. Oh my god. <laughs> it's getting less Dr. scientific. Get, Dr. Getzkill has been known for his uh, donut tossing methods. Made him a big hit at the SCP Foundation cafeteria. It made him a good hit at the prison. <laughs> a file cabinet in the corner of the room draws Dr. Getzkill's attention. And he goes through each shelf one at a time, stopping in the second drawer and taking out a file, then going back to the first and taking out two others. Continuing to the third and fourth drawers, he withdraws four additional files and spreads them out all, all out on the desk. The files are blue filing folders, and he points with his finger and camera at a symbol on each of praying hands. Stating aloud for the camera that all other files are stored in yellow folders. The blue folders are placed in his field kit. So they're blue, but they're tinged yellow, by our view. Yeah. Doctor gets killed. Uh, uh, th- throws, uh, sp- spreads out everything and tosses a donut. <laughs> <laughs> he spreads out all four folders, points to uh, the praying hand symbols on them, and then tosses them all at the wall. <laughs> 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 camera turns turns uh, camera attention is turned to the PC on the desk that is logged in and is functional. Doctor Throw Things commences aloud, <laughs> wondering where these devices are getting their power from, as he has noticed no power outlets. Uh, this PC's desktop contains the logo of Faithful OS and even has sound. Clicks of the mouse followed by soft. Hymn-like hums and openings of icons followed by angelic bells. The PC fails to yield any useful information as Doctor likes to throw things, who abandons it and leaves it leaves the office. Approaching the other end of the office floor, Doctor doesn't look at details, presses a button on the wall for the elevator, and enters, finding he is on the 34th floor of a building having an unusual number scheme. The keypad layout goes from one, minus 115 to 115, and includes all floors. Before pressing a floor button, Doctor doesn't look at things, requests that the wireless video transponder be moved to the elevator, and replaced with a construction cone to mark the entry point. A second transponder unit is placed outside the elevator, and Control is instructed to recover the second unit and seal the test chamber should something happen to him. Then, when all is arranged, he presses the button for floor negative 115. Dr. Hoyd hides construction cone and butthole. <laughs> the descent down the elevator is long, consuming 15 minutes. During this time, the camera experiences one malfunction where the image jerks and turns to snow. <laughs> okay, Restoring to throw, show 14 just, other figures in the elevator. They're just throwing in as many details as possible. It's it's getting ridiculous. Yeah. That's a, a little bit. Restoring to show 14 other figures in the elevator with Dr. Pastry Toss. As video pans around. All of whom moves as he moves to allow him space. They remain for 35 seconds, then the camera flickers to snow and returns. Uh, Dr. Pastry Toss is now alone in the elevator, dancing. Huh? <laughs> Let me make sure. Mm. Now alone in the elevator, dancing. 
as is assumed by the ducks and sways of the video feed. No, I was reading that right. Yeah, you were. I'm really confused, too. But seriously, where the, where the fuck is he getting that construction cone? I, <laughs> I don't know. Why hmm. is he dancing? What is hap- What is happening? <laughs> Dr. Bakjai... Oh, my, oh wait, 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 wait. Well, one, it's my turn to read. But one, you know what, what has a lot of random dancing in it? Internet show iCarly. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. iCarly pauses the comment on the rising stench coming from below. At this point, the elevator reaches floor negative 08, 108. Uh, Dr. iCarly presses negative 100, uh, 110 to interrupt the descent down and exits when the floor is reached. The elevator doors open to an enclosed observation deck with several PCs and chairs. All PCs appear to have power. Ugh, burpee. Um, the ceiling to this desk is also glass, and above it is another deck. Another deck is visible. Dr. iCarly approaches the monitoring station and checks one of the PC screens. I think the reason that they're having this 15-minute descent is the rest of the map needs to load in, so it's like hiding <laughs> the loading time. There you go. Uh, those good old, uh, those go- good old um, valve elevators. The, the the Spyro the Dragon, uh, like little air vents. Yep. <laughs> On the screen is the faithful OS logo and a video feed toggling between four different views. The first view is a room of tubes similar to those found in Test Violet, with the number with number in the thousands. The second view is a closer up view of those tubes as a camera glides in front of each to monitor the contents. All tubes the camera passes by are broken. The third uh-huh. view. Ooh. He found the internet. <laughs> <laughs> the third view is facing the opposite direction as a camera glides vertically, checking each observation station. A total of ten can be counted, and Doctor observes PCs is visible as the camera passes by his own station. Looking up, a hovering camera unit with no visible means of propulsion glides up past him. The fourth view shows the ground floor below the observation deck, where a single astonishingly large torso being is crawling in circles, bumping into walls, and changing directions. From the camera feed, the creature's estimated size is six stories. Yeah, that's is that really the first time we, we've been given, like, here's how big these things are? Yeah, unless they're varying sizes. Because that's fucking huge. yeah. That's pretty scary. I think we were given sizes before. I can't remember. <clears throat> anyway. We, we were given estimates. Returning attention to the contents of the PC, Dr. The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody moves the video log aside <laughs> to see a simple text editor that was hidden behind it. A printout of this text was given... Sorry. Uh, a printout of this text was recovered and filed in the field kit. The printout directed Dr. Uh, Corey in the house to a safe on floor 54 and provided a combination. Uh, Dr. Zoe 101 leaves the observation deck and proceeds to 54 without a vent, arriving on a cubicled office floor. He proceeds to the desk mentioned in the document and found a safe hidden beneath a desk, undisturbed. The combination provided, 
opens the safe and reveals a notebook filed in the field kit and a peculiar revolver that has been returned as redacted dash redacted. Uh, in addition to the 24 rounds of ammo found within it. That whole hmm. paragraph reads like a happy, happy paragraph. It sure yeah. does. Boy, does it. Did um, Dronian write this? Is this Dronian's SCP? Yeah, for real. Um, Dr. Wild and Crazy Kids proceeds back to the elevator without event and returns to 34. Given the sheer number of floors available to explore and the vital information obtained from the observation deck, the test is considered over and equipment is retrieved. Before returning through the entry point, uh, Dr. Slime Time Live investigates the term, uh, terminal nearby that has power and finds uh, it shows the exact same screen the one uh, the one on negative 110 shows. It is theorized that the author of the story has slowly descended into madness. The author <laughs> of this note installed a network virus to propagate it through the building so any PC on the network would be found and the information discovered. That's a bit of a logic leap, isn't it? Yeah. A little bit. <sighs> Doctor is told by Ginger, returns through the entry point, and the mirror returns to a reflective <laughs> surface. All materials filed with other SCP with other SCP-93 recovered materials. Analysis of blank dash blank and the ammunition for it postponed for reason that it would acquire re require deconstruction of one of the right. rounds, and they may be beneficial until testing of SCP-93 is resolved. Video ends. You know what I love? It's going to be required. You know, you know what I, you know what I love about this show. What's that? You mean that as told by Ginger? That we bring equal parts analysis and like just a big old bucket of stupid. Oh yes. <laughs> I was trying so hard not to laugh during when I said Doctor Wild and Crazy Kids. Me too. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. <laughs> that was me with the fucking. I when am, we got on Nickelodeon I shows, am, I was like, oh shit. I am legitimately going to name a character in one of my stories, Dr. Nick Arcade. <laughs> <laughs> all, all things considered, I'm surprised we didn't touch uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple than that. And if there's many I, more redacted names, you know what we gotta do. Oh, fuck. Okay, we're moving to the red test. Uh, I just this read, is... so Alan gets to introduce us to the wonderful world of this one. No, yeah, it is you, Alan. It is you, Alan. Okay, this is the last one. Oh, we're almost done! No, because we got materials. Ah, uh, fuck! SCP... Wait, we actually get to read the materials? Yeah, recovered materials. Oh, okay. oh shit. Nice. Not loading actually, though. We might have to, you know, we at this rate we might have to save my SCP choice for another episode. I don't know. This uh, is taking a while. Mine, mine maybe. has, mine has a little bit of a travel log element to it, but it's not uh, super long. There's enough of these 
that we can do multiple SCP roundups. That's fair. This uh, we'll we'll finish this off when we'll finish this we'll finish this off with red, and then I think let's just uh, continue it on tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. SCP ninety three, mirror test five. <laughs> color, color red. SCP ninety three distributed among staff until a new cover color could be generated by contact with it. S- <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna take a drink. Mm. Ah. Service technician Gullah Gullah Island. Gullah <laughs> 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 Gullah. Ab- binya Binya. <laughs> Ooh, a locky. Ooh, a locky. What's able to cause <laughs> SCP 93 take on. A fierce red hue and glow. Much brighter than the object's normal color. Uh, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command agreed to assist with a test of SCP-93 per Dr. Smarthouse's request. (laughs) Uh, Redacted, given to uh, technician Xenon Girl of the 21st Century... (laughs) For use in this test. <laughs> when applied to the mirror for test, SCP-93 generates an unknown environment. No color tinge appears present on the displayed destination, which is comprised of red stonework. Uh, <sighs> technician Legends of the Hidden Temple enters the mirror and video capture begins. Okay. Oh, man. Video flickers to life, and technician Jimmy Neutron, hereby known as the subject, all, is, is viewing a large cylinder pillar that is rotating on its own. Object is of unknown height and appears to be 1.8 millimeters, 6 feet <laughs> in width. Six millifeet high in width. Holes <laughs> <laughs> are distributed throughout the object at seemingly random intervals. On occasion, the beam of white light is emitted through these holes. Turning, um, turning of the camera finds that the beams are connected to a multitude of objects similar to SCP-093. That are part of the room's wall. Uh, the room turns out to be a cylindri- uh, to be cylindrical in shape, with countless copies of SCP-093. Oh shit! Oh, Origins. Origins. Uh, object of unknown height, and appears. Okay, so the height is unknown. The width is known. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my. Subject turns back to entry point and finds it is a section of the wall that is missing its copy of SCP-93, presumably the one carried with subject. Other sections of the wall on inspection are also found to be missing their copies, leading to speculation that this may be some sort of central array. Subject finds a ladder in the floor while examining the room and proceeds down it at Control's request. 
The latter exits into a large, clean room full of computer equipment that appears antiquated compared to previously encountered equipment. Large computers running on reel-to-reels are clicking and spinning at various locations. A light bulb of unknown meaning turns on for 10 seconds, then turns off. A large CRT monitor is displaying single words in eight colors at roughly five-second intervals. A large CRT monitor is playing uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee since they won't fucking port it to HD. <laughs> but they have all the time in the world to port their games to fucking Switch. <laughs> While observed, the words clean, unclean, clean, clean, lost, unclean flash on the screen. Hi, Billy Mays here. You want clean, <laughs> unclean, clean, clean, lost, unclean? Well, we can fix that for you with the awesome auger. With prayer OS, with faithful OS. It has the strength and the strussel. I know we made this joke already, but God damn it. That was great. Uh, proceeding through the room, it ends in a large glass window as another observation deck. The deck looks out over another series of tubes, Jesus Christ, as witnessed b- before, but far fewer and filled with blue liquid. What appears to be electrical current dances over many of the tubes at erratic intervals. And at least five tubes at first glance are empty and broken. At the observation window, a keyboard is present on a pedestal awaiting a selection to be made. The options available on the screen are tube status, which uh, which awaits uh, which waits for a numerical input. Reports situation X five nine uh, five four nine. Mm, situation X um, twenty three. Uh, situation X five fifty. <laughs> uh, evacuation log bullshit. Agent Astamouth report. Uh, that's agent redacted redacted redacted. Uh, report and facility fire plan. Um, is that that's that's alligator eats the bigger number video expunged all selections that generate text were transcribed by subject and verified by control member who passed through the portal to recover them this process took approximately two hours and the video feed was deleted to condense this report recorded documents are filed as astamouth video interrupted that's a weird bit. So by this point, we just don't see anymore. Yes, I guess that that entire paragraph, uh, well, not the entire part. Part after the tubes made very little sense. Yeah, this is this is though it really is collapsing into insanity. This I, I'm starting to feel like this is like happy, happy, but with less fun. Um, it 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 is nonetheless interesting. I think I am interested, yeah. but I don't know. Control lost contact with subject approximately 30 minutes after departure of control tech. Subject was asked to remain in area and observe the machinery and the containment room to make observations for debriefing. The SCP-93 mirror portal returned to a reflective surface prematurely and all video contact with subject was lost. Control was unable to reestablish due to SCP-93 being across the mirror. A time lapse of 1 minute and 48 seconds were recorded before Mirror Portal reestablished itself and Subject returned through Portal. Subject appeared to be in good health and condition despite the time loss, but spoke little. Okay. I have a theory to what the fuck is going on. Okay. Okay. 
they found this room with all these fucking things that are like the SCP-93, right? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I have a theory that this, like, core universe, we'll call it uh, the... Uh, the house containing the Corys. We'll, we'll call it the uh, the uh, Jesus universe. Okay. Faithful OS. They discovered the, all of these artifacts, which take them to other worlds, and they are fucking trying to spread the gospel and are classifying each world they visit as clean, unclean, lost. Okay. Um, okay. And... I think the their hubris led them to a world where these giant fucking monster things came through the portal. And that's why they're all done. That's interesting. There's Alan's theory. You know, uh, Alan... That, that, that doesn't sound so much like a theory. That sounds like that's what's happening. <laughs> the, the question I have then is why is the stone returning to this world every time. You see what I'm saying? So we've yeah. had what, this is the third, this is the third test where we keep returning to this world, even though they're different colors. See, that's, uh, that's what, that's yeah. what I'm trying to wrap my head around. The story you just laid out is really interesting. And I like that. This story is still too busy. Yeah. Yeah. Man, if this story was just what Alan described, it would be so much better. It would. It really would. Of just like, this takes you to this hub world, and they were trying to use this hub world to spread the gospel, and they got royally fucked. That'd be awesome. If they just like kind of nuke the world with these weird-ass torso monsters. Mm-hmm. Anyway, were you going to say something, uh, David? Uh... No, I'm I'm kind of agreeing with Alan. I I feel like that might be the case, but then there's also I, I was also going to say the thing is the reason I don't know about the same world thing, but I mean I understand why the SCP-93 kept coming back. I mean that made sense, but I don't know. Not to that world, but to like the the colors thing. I still don't really understand if we're basing if we're going with that philosophy there. So, hmm. And there's still all the shit about regret and humming it's... when. Humming. women are around between a certain age. Yeah. Like, that's that's odd. Um, anyway, I read the last one, so I think uh, Alan... Um, yeah. Uh, uh, can, I, can I add another theory? Sure. Yeah. Uh, too many cooks? <laughs> mm -hmm. what, what do you mean? As in... Uh, I get the feeling like maybe multiple people have added to this story. Maybe. Maybe. Um, if if we do have a, yeah, if we do if we do have too many authors, that might be the thing. Also, I love people who are like asking like, "What does the Adult Swim show Too Many Cooks mean?" And I'm like, "It's self-explanatory. It, it's it's right there. <laughs> it's unbelievably it self-explanatory. <laughs> it means you fucking watch it, and there it is." <laughs> That's the thing is I, I remember when we watched um, uh, the rings and we were talking about this before we recorded the witching hour where there are YouTube videos that say rings explain. <laughs> and it's like, 
you watch the movie and the movie explains the movie. It's actually like <laughs> full of exposition. What the fuck are you talking about? There's a bunch of pictures and dialogue and you put it all together in your brain and it tells you the thing that happened. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it says uh, reverse. <laughs> oh god i mentioned rebirth and now alan's kind of broken Whew, okay control yeah no the Chaos next control. one during, during okay during immediate debriefing subject underwent sudden convulsions and medical staff was alerted while attempting to subdue subject, he displayed an... Uh... Uh... Did you hate cum? <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> this is fucking stupid. It's... It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> he just walked oh away. God. Oh, God. Oh. While trying to subdue subject Alan Cheney. Al, Al, Alan, are you going to be okay, buddy? Uh, says my speakers are on mute for some No. What? No? Alan? Hello? Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus. Okay, we're. By the way, from here on out, we're going. We're going to call the canon of the Bible the Jesus verse. <laughs> and, and any sequels that are made to the Passion of the Christ are going to be in the uh, Jesus cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone had to hear that if they did hear it. They no, they did. We heard the whole thing. What was what were you reacting to? Was it the story? Yeah. Or was it the fact that you're? Yep. Okay. Here we go. Let me continue reading the dumb shit that I just read ahead a little bit of. While attempting to subdue subject, he displayed enhanced strength, and used blank to shoot one of the debriefing staff, killing them. <laughs> Guards shot subject once with a sidearm in the heart and once in the chest, but subject did not fall. All staff evacuated room and a second shot was fired by subject, which missed. A more heavily armed team entered the briefing room and used automatic weapons to dispatch subject. Reports confirmed that subject did not bleed when shot, but instead leaked a green-brown substance that seemed to be a mix of solution observed in some containment tubes and a material recovering test ring. <laughs> so, so uh, gar, uh, more soldiers came through the portal uh, to save the remaining subject. One offered a hand and picked up the other subject, proclaiming, Hi, I'm Redfield. Oh. Okay. <sighs> All further SCP-093 tests have been discontinued for pure retardation uh, while reviewing of materials recovered is in effect. A secondary tape recording device was 
found to have activated in the field kit after loss of video feed and its contents with other recovered materials. Ooh. Uh, uh, oh. Okay. Gonna, when we get to recovered materials, we'll be able to hear what was on in the video that there's was n- in the field kit. So I'm assuming the painting, the video, it's very, it's very long. but it's seeing black and receiving sound. I know, but just follow us here. Let's finish out this one. Uh, so David finished. Okay, uh, all, recu- all, reter- all, all recovered materials from SCP-93 testing are level 4 classification. Release must be approved by no f- fewer than two level 4 personnel. Staff. Staff. Go ahead. No. Staff with acceptable clearance. Please sign in with Dr. Rugrats for access to the materials recovered <laughs> from SCP-93 tests. Uh, okay. Do we actually? So, Holy shit! There's so much of this. So join join us here next week, my friends. If you're sure to get a smile from Seven Stranded Castaways here on Gilligan's Isle. That wasn't quite the ending I was hoping for. Next time nope. on Undercooked Analysis, we're gonna go over these other things. We're gonna read the redact recovered materials, and we're gonna finally get to the one I wanted to share with everybody. Antonio... 18, 18, weeks, 18 weeks ago. Antonio, why? This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>